Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello there, creators, and welcome back to episode 50 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Yes, I said it. It is episode 50, halfway to 100 a century. It has been a blast up to this point, and we are only just now getting started. I had really planned on doing something special for the 50th episode, but this week, real life caught up with me. Uh, we had my daughter's second birthday party this past weekend, and things got crazy. We had family in town. Sometimes real life does get in the way, but I know that you guys are going to enjoy this episode just as much as you do each and every week. Now, if you're new to the show, what is this show? It's a show about online video YouTube. YouTube specifically, where each and every Wednesday, I interview an amazing creator. I talk with them about their YouTube journey, their YouTube path, about their strategies and techniques in hopes of helping you grow and monetize your YouTube content, guys. It's so much fun, and I look forward to Wednesdays uh, as one of my favorite days of the week because I know I get to do this. Uh, even when life gets in the way and it gets crazy, obviously for me, uh, real life, obviously, with my daughter and her birthday this weekend, obviously, is going to be uh, number one priority for me. There's nothing business-wise that is ever more important than my family, ever. Um, so I want you guys, I, I say that to, to be a point this week and understand that if sometimes the YouTube life, the career, you know, creating a business online can be hectic, it can be crazy, it can take over your life. Um, and you really have to find a, a good work-life balance. And this weekend, I learned that uh, a great lesson of understanding that my daughter, my family is always more important to me uh, than anything I'm doing online, always. There's never an excuse, never an exception. It's always going to be family first. Um, and that's just me personally. That's just how I am. And I, I want you guys to know that for me, that uh, if I miss a week or uh, this 50th episode isn't what I wanted it to be as far as like the the scope and the scale, uh, it's going to be a normal interview episode like normal. And Nicole does a great job in our interview. Uh, but guys, I want you to understand that I have so many amazing things planned for the show. So if you haven't already, go on over to iTunes, subscribe. Also, a thing that we do here on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, if you leave us a review over on iTunes, uh, we have a couple this week, but again, Again, things got crazy, so I'm going to table that until next week. I will give you a shout-out on next week's show. So you want me to shout your YouTube channel out on next week's episode? Go on over to iTunes, leave us a review, let me know what you think of the show. And if you would, shoot me a, a short email, dusty at YouTube Creators Hub. Let me know that you did that. Uh, I'm not really going to ramble on too much uh, in this week's uh, opening here. I do want to let you know, as always, this show is brought to you by TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. If you're looking for a fantastic tool that will help you take your YouTube content to the next level, your YouTube channel to the next level, TubeBuddy is that tool. You can look in the show notes, click on that link. It'll help the show out as well as help you out because it's going to take your YouTube, I guess you would say, workflow to the next level. Guys, what an amazing tool TubeBuddy is and how amazing it is to have them on this show as a sponsor, as a lead sponsor for what we're doing here, pushing forward in 2017. And guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, one day last week, the show literally almost had 5,000 downloads in a single day. That is bonkers, guys. I never would have imagined that. And that may not seem too large for you, but for an audio podcast, that is in the top 10, 15, 20%. Uh, we are absolutely killing it. And obviously it went back down. I don't know if someone shared it or whatever it was, but man, we had a huge day last week. And I want to be transparent with you guys and let you guys know. And speaking of transparency, I do a few other shows, one about podcasting. I do one about online business. Uh, all of the links to those shows will be uh, in the show notes as well. If you want to check me out on a live stream, I will be live streaming tomorrow. Today is 
the 18th of January. On January 19th, I will be live streaming on the TubeBuddy YouTube channel, talking all things TubeBuddy if you want to check me out and see my beautiful mug uh, on video camera. So guys, thanks again for listening to this show, and let's jump into this week's conversation. All right, guys, welcome back to this week's conversation on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I am joined today by Nikki. She has a YouTube channel called Mishkali. She is a cosplayer. She's 21, 5'3", and secretly obsessed with physics. She wears a lot of black, mostly to feel like a cool kid or Neil Gaiman. But right now, she's pursuing a career in film and writing, but does cosplay and YouTube videos on the side for fun. Nikki, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited today to talk with you about YouTube, where you're at. I've never had a cosplayer on the podcast. So maybe if you would briefly, before we even jump into the actual meat of the the podcast, explain to my audience, what exactly does that mean as far as being a cosplayer? What does that mean? Uh, being a cosplayer, um, it combines, uh, technically the term is costume and I guess role play. Um, but for me, it's more of dressing up like as a character and going to conventions or taking photos or making like short skits and videos and just having fun with making this character that's fictional kind of more non-fictional in the sense of you bring it to life and just really have fun with that character. I love that. And I am a video game person myself. I'm a gamer. I love, I have since I was a child, um, early, you know, in the Nintendo 64 on upward now. Uh, I have a family of my own. I hope one day my daughter will want to play video games with me. But maybe if you would explain to our audience, how did you go from like the cosplaying? Um, and, and by the way, you, you do a great job. Uh, you, you have some great characters that you've done. I, I kind of did some research uh, behind the scenes before we got li- gone live on the episode. But how did you go from just doing the cosplaying? into actually creating the YouTube videos. So so what made you decide, well, I want to make YouTube videos as well? Um, well, actually, I had watched a lot of um, online cosplayers like Parlay Productions, Phantom Hive Service, and stuff like that. And they made these cosplay skits with like their friends and just have a lot of fun with it. And it just looked like a lot of fun. And I had already decided, um, or pretty much had decided that I wanted to pursue filmmaking. So to me, it was kind of more like people making like fan videos or fan like films or stuff like that. And I just thought it was really cool how they combined making their own costumes and making videos online. And they were like just fun skits. Um, I didn't have any friends at the time that cosplayed or did any of that. And I didn't fully know what it was at the time. But I knew that I really liked Black Butler and CL Phantom Hive. And I kind of wanted to make my own videos like these cosplayers. So I got a CL wig and was just playing with it one night and decided to make a silly video and post it on YouTube. And I saw that people liked it and I liked making them. And the next night I wrote a script for two characters and decided to play both of the characters. And I asked my brother if he would help me out and he did. And it became like a brother sister bonding thing. And we also had fun creating like sketch ideas and you know, you also explore these characters in a much more in-depth level. And then, you know, you start really interacting with all these people in these, like, you know, a wide variety of uh, communities. And it, it was just like, you know, the interaction and spending time with my brother and then also working on, you know, aspects of filmmaking, like screenwriting and editing and 
all that stuff, just all of it combined made it a lot of fun. And Nikki, did you have any experience in video editing at all or anything with the video production process or was this completely new to you when you jumped into it? Um, it, Yes and no. I had taken some film classes like summer camp stuff for fun, but I had never edited before making these videos. And so these videos actually really strengthened my editing, but I had already been writing scripts and stuff like that beforehand, but never for just like sketch comedy type writing so it definitely expanded those areas immensely nice and now you have been on youtube it says on your channel since 2011 so you've been doing it a a while um and obviously there was some time in between there like all of us where you probably uploaded more than others but through that process for the for the past you know five or six years as you've done this what do you think is the number one thing you've learned as far as when you upload a video and produce a video and all of that what is the number one thing you've learned as far as being a youtube creator the past five to six years um definitely try to keep your uploads more consistent if you're going to take it a bit more seriously before I just did it kind of like, Oh, I made a video, throw it out there. But the more I got to know my audience and to know that there are people that do watch the content and really do look forward to the content, um, trying to keep more of a consistent schedule and kind of always having something to work on, uh, is definitely important, but also making sure that you yourself are having fun and you're doing it, you know, for you as well as making other people happy too. Because um, I know I've definitely gotten into areas to where I feel like I have to make the video just to make the video instead of like, I want to make the video because I want to make the video. Absolutely. No, it, it, the consistency and being persistent with your uploads is, is such a crucial thing as a creator. And I'm not going to you know, talk much. I think you did a great job of, of hitting that point, but it is important to stay consistent. And even if you're just once a week or a couple times a month, just staying consistent on the days that you upload. I know even with this podcast, when uh, when I don't upload on a Wednesday and I do it on a Thursday and, and, and the community is so used to having it on a Wednesday, they, they email me and find me on Twitter and send me uh, angry emails and then pitchforks and they, they wonder where's the content. You know, they get so used to having that content to consume on a specific date, a specific specific time. So, um, you know, having your audience, uh, you know, patiently awaiting your content is extremely important, uh, especially in the beginning stages of growing a YouTube channel. Now, I know we mentioned in the bio that you do this for fun as a hobby. Uh, but, you know, now you're you're surpassing 60k subs, millions of views on YouTube. Um, are you doing anything to monetize your content? Um, you know, I know probably you're using uh, the AdSense program within Google, but are you trying to maybe think of ways to monetize and make money from this content that you already love and you're passionate about? Um, I never went into it thinking that I could ever make money out of the channel. Um, Money was never really on my radar until I kept getting contacted by um, partnerships that kind of just manage the money part of your channel and they promote your content on their platforms. Um, I was contacted by a ton of different um, companies and I went with broadband and they manage like most of the money and stuff like that. And a lot of the money pays for some of my bills um, more like I use it towards my cosplays and going to cons and stuff like that. Um, There's definitely like money out there. There's also collaborations with um, other companies to promote their businesses on my channel. And sometimes they'll offer like a gratuitous amount of money 
to be like, you know, kind of like as a thank you for um, sponsoring us on your channel. Um, it's kind of crazy. And I know there's some YouTubers that do like Patreons and stuff like that, which I'm totally all for because like this does take like a lot of, you know, time and effort out of your personal schedule. So it's like, I kind of consider it more as my job now because I do get paid so much for it. Yeah, no, it, it's important to, to consider yourself as you know, someone who is an entrepreneur and, and there are ways to monetize and really benefit from the content that you create. Because at the end of the day, the, the videos that you create, you know, and Nikki, you understand this, is that they're always working for you. Even when you're sleeping, even when you're not doing content, your videos are always out there. They have legs and they're working for you at all times. And you never know what type of company or business or individual will come across one of your videos and, you know, reach out to you and try to find ways to, to collaborate with you and work with you uh, with this specific part of your, I guess you would say internet business, which would be online video. Now, let me ask this. What is the process like from beginning to end of creating a, a video? Now, I've watched a number of your videos. Like I said, I try to do a little research, a little reconnaissance before I get on air with one of my guests. But what is the process like for one of your normal videos, like the editing process? Oh, the editing process. Um, well, it's pretty, I usually like to do them in one sitting, like just sit down and get all of it edited and exported and then put online within like a span of about three hours. Um, once it's filmed, it can take a while for me to get it into the premiere timeline. But once I get it in the timeline, I pretty much just sit there for about as long as it takes to get the project edited and then um, export it and then put it online and then make the screen caps and the descriptions and stuff like that while it's uploading. Um, I try to do it like all in one sitting because I'm the type of person that will constantly be thinking about it and be like, I have to get that done um, before I can like move on with something else. I'm with you. I'm the same way. I, I, I cannot leave. Uh, norm Sometimes I will on bigger projects, but man, when I get started on something, I guess it's like a, I don't know what it would be if you would if you would call it. I don't know what that word is. Uh, my wife always says that she has this, but um, it's one of those things to where you always feel like you have to get something you know done or completed or finished. Um, and uh, it's one of those things to where I'm like you. If I start editing a video, I'm going to want to finish that video. That's just the way that I am. Uh, because when I go to sleep that night, I'll be thinking about, man, I didn't finish that video. I really wanted to, to get it out, get it done. Um, and do you do batch? uploading and, and editing like do you create multiple videos at a time or uh, do the types of videos that you produce really don't allow for that um sometimes I will I'll just uh, I have about four different premiere five um uh what's it projects open and I'll uh delete uh the footage as it needs. So I have one just made with all like the presets and the titles for just a normal video. And I have one made for like, if it's a, a collaborator video with all of the collaborators, you know, logos and stuff like that in there to stick in there. And I have one for just makeup tutorials with all the makeup, um, brands and stuff saved. And sometimes I'll switch between each project, but for the most part, I'll just focus on one and export it and get it done and then start on the next one and then get it done and uh, export it. And there's sometimes I'll just spend all day editing multiple videos. And there's some days I'll just edit one video. It, it kind of varies. 
Yeah, I love talking to people about their process because it's so interesting to see how everybody has their own little niches, their own little things they do to make them tick, to make their content, uh, to get out there and produce it. Now, let me ask you this. If you could go back, what is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube? Get better lighting. <laughs> so exp expand upon that a little bit. Um, I'll look back at my my old videos and one thing that always bothers me is the lighting is so bad and at the time like I wasn't really thinking about that I was like oh it's about the content like who cares like if the lighting's that good or if the you know the camera quality is that good and honestly like I'll tell like you know fans that ask these questions all the time I'm just like as long as you have like good lighting and good content you're fine um because like lighting it, it can like for me kind of make or break a because sometimes it's hard to see something or like it's too bright it's too dark and like now I'll have people even comment on my videos oh your lighting looks so nice and I'm just like on the inside thinking yes I know <laughs> uh, I feel like you know it's so that you know people are watching a video they want to see something so if it's like overexposed or underexposed it can be distracting for your viewer um, and I feel like it looks more professional because it shows that you've actually you know put some time and effort in into making your project look good. So what did you end up doing as far as your lighting? What did you end up getting as far as the, the product or the specific lighting setup that you use now? Um, for the most part, I try to use natural lighting. I just recently moved apartments and I picked my newest apartment based on natural lighting in the house. Hey, that's the, that's the way you do it. That's the best way to pick, a, pick an apartment, right? Based on the, the what you need for your YouTube channel. Yeah, and it looks so so nice on camera it's like so gorgeous all the time um or I am notorious for this at conventions or if I film at friends houses lamps um I will take lamps from like all portions of the house and make my own lighting setup using just household lamps and I'll take the lampshades off or like adjust them and it got into this joke to where um I'd leave lampshades around hotel rooms and stuff because I'd be taking them off the lighting fixtures so we could have better lighting and adjust the lighting and I'd almost always like accidentally step on one or break one or stuff like that so people would always like keep me away from the lampshades every time we enter like a hotel room for a con because they're like yeah she's going to be like ripping up the lighting in here so it looks semi-presentable for her videos. Yeah, lighting is so important, though, when it comes to videos. And I have a little area in my studio. I, I call it my studio, just to sound really professional. But, Nikki, just to be honest with you, it's just a bedroom in my house. Anyways, um, <laughs> there's a there's a, a window that uh, that looks outside to my backyard, and I, I you know purposefully um, had them put in a, a double-pane window when we moved into the house because I told them, they're like, well, why would you want this? It looks so weird. My wife's like, L listen, he does weird things in his studio. Just just listen to him. <laughs> so so we got a double-pane window, and, and the, the natural light during the day is just amazing. I just I, I love the look of natural light, and I love what it does for, for a video. And if you're out there now, now thinking to yourself, i got to buy box lighting, i, I got to buy this and that, yes, you know those things are important, and they're probably going to be something you need in the future, but if you can just find a spot with some good natural natural light, you would be uh, extremely surprised, I think, at how good the quality is with just the natural light. Now, now that we're talking about this, I am a technology person, a tech head, I guess you would say, a nerd, whatever you want to call it. Are there any YouTube tools that you use on a weekly basis, whether they be hardware, software, internet resource uh, that you use to produce your videos that you just could not live without? 
Um, I definitely like, I mean, it's not from YouTube, but I could not live without Premiere at all. Like, I don't know what I would do without my editing software. Um, I don't really use too many online tools. I'm pretty like, I am pretty dangerous in like Premiere and Photoshop. So like, I know the software is like the back of my hand. I've been working with these things since like middle school. So um, I'm very well versed in a lot of like editing programs and softwares. Um, from YouTube, the most I use is their audio bank, which is nice, especially for like vlogs and stuff like that, where you just need some like dippy music playing in the background and you don't want to go through like five hours of like, you know, censorship free music off of all these different websites or like just off YouTube in general. Uh, YouTube has a bank for uh, YouTube collaborators, um, creators, sorry. Um, and you, it's literally just like you can preview it for about like, 30 seconds and it's so easy to just click through and find uh the type of music that you're looking for and they have some like really good just like cinematic stuff too so if you're making short films or stuff like that that's a really good place to look for um having like you know some good little like dippy track in the background just kind of like enhances cuter videos like vlogs or um reviews and i am very thankful to youtube for having that bank because it's so quick to just go in there preview a track, slap it on the timeline, you're good. Two questions. I know the answers to these, but my audience may not. Number one, where would they go to find this audio bank to get this this audio to use for their videos? And number two, it, all of the content that you get there, all of the audio is copyright free, right? So you don't have to worry about getting a copyright strike or a content ID claim on your video, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all copyright free. There are some tracks um, I just realized this last night and I'm probably terrible about it. They do like ask you to put like some of them, not all of them have a little blip in the uh, information line about it saying, you know, please copy and paste this in your description. And then there's some that's just like, you know, take it. It's free. Um, you, I believe if you're a YouTube creator, you have access to it. Um, and I think it's just as simple as having a YouTube account open. Um, I know I have it available. I'm pretty sure my girlfriend has it available as well because um, she does her own YouTube uh, channel stuff as well. Um, I think it's really just as simple as having a YouTube account. Um, yeah, I, I, th I think it is. I think you just have to have your a YouTube account and go in there and your you know you can just download the MP3 or WAV files just depending on uh, you know the types of audio that you want to use for your video. And now that we're talking about it, <clears throat> Nikki, it is a fantastic tool because um, I use a website called Audioblocks because I do a lot of voiceover work, podcast intro creations, things like that for my other job. But when it comes to just simple stuff to use for, I call them background music beds for your videos, um, YouTube, the, the bank they have of, of audio there is just so fantastic. I mean, haven't you found it to be extremely broad when it comes to the types of music you can find there? Oh, yeah, definitely. You can find like anything on there it's fantastic yeah I, I love it so if you haven't already i'll actually put a link in today's show notes uh linking you guys to where to find that because it's extremely important um if you are looking for music to include in your videos that you do it um and make sure that you attribute the creators whatever it may be and make sure that it, it is copyright free and you're not going to have to worry about getting your video flagged and whatnot now in closing of this interview the next maybe five to six minutes nikki let's talk about the future for a minute um i know we talked off air you know you're going to school right now you're finishing up there uh but what is your plans for the future of your youtube channel like where do you see it going in the future what are you what are you looking to do um i'm hoping to possibly expand it out into making 
higher quality content. And by that, I mean, like, right now, it looks like the film industry is trying to tap into, like, the anime manga market. And that's a heavy, like, audience drawer uh, from my channel because I do a lot of anime and manga uh, material and I myself like there's so many anime series or manga series and I'm like oh this makes such a good film or there's just segments of it that I'd love to make like a short film but obviously I can't do that on my own I'd love to be able to start doing like crowdfunded um, content of like you know making things live action or making you know higher budget larger quality content um and, you know, have like that connection with your audience and being like, you know, we made this, like we made this, you know, very professional looking uh, piece of material and work. Um, and, you know, taking like snippets from, you know, comics or, you know, manga or anime and stuff like that and being able to make it, you know, real life. And I feel like a lot of people trust someone who's already really passionate about the material to make a live action rendition than like some a producer in Hollywood that may or may not be as passionate or uh, educated and know what the audience wants and does not want to see in um, a project. I love it. And I think you're doing great work, um, you know, in the niche that you're in. I think it's just so interesting to see the different, uh, I guess I would say this about the cosplay community, and maybe you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, but the community is just such a great community that's just, when they get into something, like a character that you're doing, they are just into it. I mean, they are absolutely diehard fans uh, of, of the particular people who are dressing up as these characters, and it's just so fun to watch that community just grow. And just on your videos, the the comments that you have for your videos just seem so empowering and just so passionate about what you're doing. Now, are there any words you want to leave my audience with when it comes to YouTube and content creation? If there's someone out there right now on the fence about starting their own content, their own channel, what would you say to that person? Have fun with it. And I know I probably sound like a broken record whenever I like people ask questions like this, but honestly, it's about having fun. And I hate seeing people get so obsessed with like number counts and number goals. And yes, those are important, but the most important thing is your audience and making that connection because without those people supporting and loving and, you know, liking what you're doing you're not able to, you know, grow as a channel, you're not able to look at those comments and those responses, and be able to learn from them at all. So definitely listen to your audience to an extent. Um, I know I've gotten into spaces where, you know, people just berate you for certain content and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, also be mindful of, you know, where you stand and what you're wanting to do with the channel or what maybe you're not wanting to do with the channel and just, enjoy it and really have fun with it because once you don't have fun with it then it becomes a chore and I think that's where you lose your the um, how genuine you are and your passion behind it I could not agree more. Having fun is extremely important, and it will always, always come through on the camera, whether or not you care and you're having fun and you're enjoying what you're doing. And if you are enjoying what you're doing and having fun, your videos will always be better for it. So, Nikki, thank you so much for joining me today. What a great interview. Uh, what a great channel you have, the content you're doing over there. I will have all of her links in the show notes like I do every week, also over on the website, youtubecreatorshub.com. And, Nikki, until next time, we'll talk to you later. All right, thank you so much. 
You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.